Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for January 30th, 2022, the fourth Sunday after the Epiphany uh, in year C. And we are coming to you not live on behalf of Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. And Bruce, how are we today? My end of we is fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's I, a beautiful snowy day. It, it is. It is. Bizarrely, the San Francisco 49ers beat the Green Bay Packers last night. Uh, uh, shocking a lot of people. Shocking. Yeah, I I had to work today, so I couldn't stay up and watch. Yeah. But, so, and the, know, my, uh, my eyes did the cartoon, wow, right? about 5.30 this morning. <laughs> and the Cincinnati Bengals won, disappointing yeah. at least me. Because yeah. <laughs> if I get one more week of who day... Oh, <laughs> I, I just can't. You I just can't. That's just not. I can't. It's not something I can do. Uh, I have found a. To- I have my found my tolerance level, and I we have surpassed it. Um, uh, but but yeah, it, you, you mentioned it's a beautiful snowy day. Uh, uh, well below uh, for or below forecasted levels, so it's disappointing me a little bit. Me too. But it's it's our it's our first actual snowfall. <laughs> well, we had one. We had one way back. It was like barely a covering. That's true. Up here in Fishers, it was barely where I live in Indianapolis. We got like two inches. Oh, okay. So yeah. you're just fifteen miles we, lucky. I, I call it the river effect snow because yeah. <laughs> from the White River. <laughs> you sure you didn't like just pull out a snow machine and like, you know what? <laughs> gotta have it. Gotta have it. It's cold. It's time. It's time. So uh, so yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm I, I've been holding up our Christmas tree mm-hmm. until we had a good snow. Me too. Um, I don't think we're gonna get a quote unquote good snow, so I'm gonna call it. I, I'm gonna say this is this me, is our good snow. Me too. Yeah, the, <laughs> I'll turn off the outdoor lights today. Yeah, I bring in the bring them in tomorrow afternoon, and yeah. What a sad state of affairs we it are here in, uh, in, in Indiana weather wise. Uh, we are being gypped. <laughs> we really are. Which probably doesn't have anything to do with what we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> nope. Actually, I'm pretty sure it uh, feeds into our first reading. Let's go. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if we do find a loop, uh, a hook in? Um, but yeah, uh, we've got so we've got a lot of things uh, on the calendar. Yeah. Um, so this week, uh, this is like I said, this is the 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 broadcast for uh, January 30th. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this coming Sunday, we have our annual meeting, which will be at nine o'clock in between the eight o'clock service and the 10 o'clock service. Uh, so that'll be uh, that will be happening. We do have child care available, I believe. Child activities. Child activities. And child care. Yeah, yeah I got yeah. that. Yeah, I got that as child care. And teenage activities as well. All right. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll also be broadcasting it so that if, you know, if you're, if you're, uh, away, if you've uh, been still quarantining for mm-hmm. any number of reasons, cause there are plenty of them out there, uh, uh it'll, it, you'll have access to it. Uh, we won't have an online voting system, which is, uh, uh, you know, so it, it, it that, that's the next horizon. Or... Right, right, right. But, but, but I, I, I do think it's fair to say that rarely does anything come up that is, uh, yeah. Some semi divisive, yeah. <laughs> of like, oh, if only you'd been there, right? If it had gone the other way, oh, it passed by one vote, mm-hmm. or, yeah. 
that's not what happens. No, no. Um, but, uh, but, but, yeah. Uh, encourage uh, you to participate uh, either in person or online, and then, of course, as normal, we'll have uh, the ten o'clock service uh, broadcast live as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the following Sunday, we have uh, the bishop joining us. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so she will be um, she will be here, and we will have that as broadcast as normal. Mm-hmm. Um, stressing me out. Uh, <laughs> So that'll be that'll be fun, and she'll be at both the eight o'clock and ten o'clock. Only right. the ten o'clock broadcast. Only the ten o'clock. Do I have to worry about? Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it'll be it'll be great uh, to see her. It's been a, a little while for me. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, because she. Well, I don't know. Well, anyway. she celebrated with us during the pandemic. Yeah, we got a Zoom time with her. But yeah, it's not the same. It it it, it legitimately isn't. But yeah. I I think she had uh, uh, fun doing it because that was yeah. the. That was the period of time when we were still uh, cutting and pasting things together. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> so, they, how do we do this? <laughs> Let's try it. Yep. Give it a try. There, there it goes. Mm. So, um, but plenty of more things uh, still uh, on our, uh, you can be found on our website, yeah. uh, holyfamilyfishers.org. Uh, lots of things coming up, uh, 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 new groups getting together mm-hmm. and, and ministry starting. So there's, there's a fair amount uh, to to be able to be seen there and yeah. uh, to to hopefully interest you. Um, speaking of interest you, maybe it will, maybe it won't. Let's go to the <laughs> today in church history. Uh, can we do today in baseball? <laughs> uh, sure, go for it. Nothing happened. Nothing it's happened. <laughs> <laughs> Someone probably announced their retirement, right. and that was probably it. Maybe a free agent signing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, yeah, this day in church history, our first one uh, comes to us uh, all the way back from 1536. Uh, Menos, uh, Meno Simmons, a Roman Catholic priest in the Netherlands, Netherlands uh, he publicly renounces Catholicism, baptized by a, uh, the moderate Anabaptist leader, Obe Phillips. He will become the <laughs> successful leader of the Mennonites. Ah, so I, I I'm not sure by that definition if it's like the forma the the the, the, the leader would, who forms I would think it, it right around that period of time seems like it, it was around right. that time that they were formed whether he was you know, an origin leader or an early leader mm-hmm. don't know but yeah if you've ever wondered how long the Mennonites have been around they grew out of the Anabaptist movement. I'm I am curious as to this reference's use choice to use the word successful in front of leader. Uh, he will become the successful leader of the Mennonites, implying that there are some that would fall into a category of other. <laughs> <laughs> not the above. <laughs> right. So I'm not sure what they mean by that. Suddenly but... I want to read Mennonite history for the first time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so that happened uh, 1536. In 1607, Philip III, King of Spain, issues... A cedula real, a royal ordinance uh, that says Southern American Indians who are converted and become Christians cannot be made serfs and are to be exempt from taxation for a period of 10 years. Under this and other decrees, Jesuits uh, will attempt to protect and train uh, the Southern American Indians, especially in Paraguay. Uh, So uh, a... Thanks. The, The language of cannot be cannot be made serfs sure sounds like Okay, don't enslave them. Right. Um, <laughs> that's uh, what it's saying. It, it, that's a fancy way of saying that. Uh, but also being exempt from taxation. So like a financial encouragement. Yeah. 
um, uh, to to join Christianity, um, which <laughs> it's it's not too often joining a religion gives you a secular tax break. I'm still waiting, uh, <laughs> still waiting for the Episcopal Church to be like hundred dollars, uh, hundred dollars for your first time service. Uh, come and join us. Um, but uh, but I found that interesting. Uh, I will say that one one of our um, wealthier congregations in Indianapolis used to give a uh, gift card to an independent coffee shop of a certain one mm. uh, with and it had an explanation that if you want to meet with one of the clergy, you can uh, they'll buy you the cup of coffee or you can just buy one yourself for yourself. You know, in a way, I kind of like that because I would imagine that the giveaway was also like I, the, the coffee shop owner. I would I would be willing to bet might have even been a parishioner. I, not that I know. of. Not that you know. Yeah. OK, well, it was I was but that would have been nice. I was trying to give them more credit than they yeah. deserve, apparently. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So I. This is a great time to to mention that uh, the pledge drive for Holy Family never ends. <laughs> right. <laughs> so if you want to start the coffee uh, donation budget uh, to, yeah. to to hand out to uh, newcomers, feel free to email the office admin uh, admin at yeah, HSBC. We'll, we'll get the we'll uh, get the the paperwork started. Yeah. <laughs> Happily. We can do it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in uh, 1630, John Brebeuf uh, pronounces uh, his final vows as a Jesuit. He will go on to, in, in, to labor in Canada, Well, where, unfortunately, he will be tortured uh, to death by the Iroquois. <laughs> but uh, John Brebeuf, we have a, a, a Brebeuf uh, here locally. The high and school, I'm yeah. pretty sure that it, that's named in yeah. for him. Yeah. So... Um, so this was this day in church history. He he uh, did his had his final vows. Was um, it final vows to become a Jesuit? Is uh -huh, that was it? Okay, uh -huh. just yep. curious. Um, in 1878, the Church of God, wine, I think it's wine Brennerian. I've never seen that word before in my life, but it's either wine Brennerian or Winnie Brennerian. So I, one of the two uh, expelled uh, uh, Daniel Warner for preaching holiness. There's a story there that I would love to know. Um, he becomes a founder of the Church of God Anderson uh, oh. and will also be known for hymns such as His Yoke is Easy. Well, and near us, we have Anderson University, which comes yep. out of that movement. <clears throat> yeah. no, Yeah. The Church of God Anderson is Anderson, Indiana. Yep. That, uh, yeah. That is uh, very close. Very yeah. close to us. Um, in Which, by the way, we think are goofballs. But... <laughs> But it's kind of fun that they're well, local. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's uh, mutual. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, I'm part of this church, so I know we're goofballs. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> so can confirm. Yes. Um, uh, 1956, Chinese authorities in Shanghai forced more than 22,000 members of the Little Flock, uh, which I, I doesn't say. Uh, what the affiliation is, but uh, 22,000 members of the little flock to attend a mass denunciation because of their faith. So, huh. That's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. It one... sounds a lot like a Bible story uh, in the Old Testament <laughs> that I can think of. It is of biblical proportions. <laughs> right, seriously. Yeah, I, I used to know what the little flock was, but I am not remembering right now. Um, so... Yeah, I don't. I don't know if the uh, the, the organization survives that, or uh, I don't either. Might have spelled the end, but I, I presume it is uh, one of the Protestant missionary movements yep. in 
The Chinese territory. Thanks, communists. Um, <laughs> in 1977, Festo Kivangere, ooh, I didn't do too badly on that, an Anglican bishop in Uganda, challenges uh, Idi Amin's mass mm -hmm. killings in a sermon titled The Preciousness of Life, and afterwards, he and his family had to flee uh, for their lives to Kenya. Um, but mm -hmm. uh, uh, not all that long ago, a sermon can... Well, and it did get you in trouble. For... Idi Amin massacred dozens of Anglican clergy. Mm -hmm. um, it, and so actually on our saints calendar are the martyrs of Uganda, mm. um, both because of what he did and what happened. Another set of martyrs some years before. But mm. um, at the time Idi Amin came to power, the Anglican church was the largest Christian denomination in Uganda and so what its bishops said had a lot of sway in that country. That makes and sense. And it was watched very closely. Hmm. So, uh, and that, that concludes uh, this day in church history uh, for uh, January 30th. And um, um, our readings, though, for the day, let's move over to them. Let's, uh, let's start with our Old Testament reading, which comes from uh, the book of Jeremiah. Chapter 1, verse 4 through 10. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, truly I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a boy, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. Um, Jeremiah was a prophet, and yet this yeah. language uh, makes it... Uh, seem as though he's going to be king uh, almost, oh. uh, but it was silly man, uh, right? Right? <laughs> he wouldn't want that though, of course. Um, but uh, uh, th this shows you, I think, a little bit of uh, at least the the the. Uh, this is Jeremiah's own writing, right? As far as what, that we know, the book is written by the prophet himself, or yes, for the most part. Okay, this particular section. Okay, this may sound odd, so stick with me. Sure. Jeremiah is wrote down a lot, mm -hmm. but when he's writing about himself, he was always very modest mm -hmm. and talked about his lack of faith. So, so part of this might not be him. So there's a belief by scholars that this was um, added by later editors or at least sharpened up mm -hmm. by later editors after his death because he – the presumption being he wouldn't put put himself front and center so right. much as that like happens here. Yeah, and and as far as uh, putting himself down, uh, I, it kind of actually even makes me wonder if the earlier part of this reading is him either, because the way that it's worded reminds me a lot of the way that many Old Testament figures. Uh, um, Try to get out of oh yeah <laughs> doing things in the Old Testament. Um, this 
feels a lot like Moses and Good. and like yep. uh, uh, and and maybe Jonah and like plenty of other people who are like, oh, I mean, Gideon, you know, I'm just yeah, yeah I, you know, Gideon, Isaiah, and and in a more oblique way, Samuel, who doesn't know who's talking to him. Right, right. But yeah, like I don't know how to speak. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm young, you know, just something something else. Burning bush. Uh, yeah, you, you know, maybe the next guy. Maybe, maybe yeah, who, the next guy. Who can I get for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll bring him over. I know lots of folks. Yeah, you know, happy to happy to go looking. Um, so I don't know if that language is or, or, or that style is intentional and kind of trying to draw a thread uh, narratively of like, hey, along the same lines as the great callings of old uh jeremiah is similarly called uh and um yeah and that's one of those things one of those interpretation issues that you can take various ways one is that yes an editor said okay i want this to to look like moses and gideon isaiah and ezekiel um but there's also the approach where god knows what is in those books. Mm-hmm. And so God may be saying that worked well before I'm going to do it the same way this time too. Yeah. You know, there's nothing that says God had to have a unique approach to each human being. Yeah. I mean, yeah. God's not limited to not doing, being able to do oldies and goldies. I mean, <laughs> right. Here's a greatest hit of the call. Right. <laughs> hey, what worked 600 years ago works, works just as good now. Well, and of course, hearing something that you were that you knew from the story of Moses mm. would add power to it right as well as fear yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I remember how that worked out <laughs> right so uh, I mean about uh, uh, as you pointed out if he's humble then there's some aspects of this that don't seem that they necessarily fit the writing yeah his, his own writing style because this really is a this is this is a uh, um this is this is his accreditation uh yeah this is this is validating everything that i that, that you're about to read in this book this is why you should That's pay right. attention to me yeah because god said i have the ability to pluck up to put down to destroy and overthrow so now that i have your attention <laughs> <laughs> right and What's part of what's interesting is in, in Jeremiah, he doesn't do any of those things. Uh-huh. He doesn't pluck up. He doesn't overthrow. He, he does a lot of, hey, don't do that. And mm. told you not to do that. See what happened. Right. Um, but yeah, he doesn't lord it over the people that he has a prophetic role and call a prophetic call. And, and instead, when he does complain, He's mostly complaining to God about why are you making me do this? They, they the people just don't care. <laughs> oh, they're, they're, it it makes me sad that this is that's all that we then get to read. I, I want to know what the like, I want to know what the response is. Like, yeah. Because well, that that sounds like something I might do. Right, right yeah. there. Yeah. Well, that's, come on. Come that's on. one of the beauties of the book of Jeremiah. Is, Bruce, why do we need it? I mean, yeah. come on. why do we need it? Nobody cares about this kind of thing. I mean, come yeah. On. yeah the, Jeremiah at one point is thrown out of one of the cities, and he's and the, it's beautifully put by the author of he's lying in a ditch. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't get out of the ditch before he starts talking with God. He's like, okay, look where I am, dude. <laughs> 
this is how it's working out. Right. Sure, this is the plan. Are you sure this is what you want me to do? You know that plucking up and pulling, and, yeah. and putting that pulling down. Uh, I'm not. I'm not feeling it. <laughs> Please, can I pull down this city gate? Just one. Right. Right. <laughs> Just to show them. Um. Uh. So. So. What. Uh. What is generally speaking, the the, the uh, prophets of the Old Testament are. Um, standardly just talking about how they're, they're messing up and they're doing things <laughs> wrong, right? <laughs> oh, you cynical, cynical man. I mean, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Yes. Is, am I? Okay, yeah. all right. Because they will say, yeah, this is how you're messing up. And that's often how Christian preachers use the Old Testament prophets because part of their point is the, of the... If, if the preachers of the theological bent that you have to be a Christian in order to be saved, you'll only use the parts from the prophets that are hellfire and damnation. Mm. But I want to say all except maybe Amos, when they, if they do any kind of um, plucking, mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> they always have words of reassurance. Mm. And that ultimately God's grace will prevail and ultimately God will draw all nations. God will save everyone. Um, so for people that really <laughs> read every chapter of any given prophet, they'll always find words of reassurance except maybe in Amos. Angry Amos. Angry Amos. Yeah. Um, what... Um... So, so it starts off, it says, uh, uh, we, 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 verse five sounds familiar to a number of different uh, uh, um, passages found in the Bible, uh, but uh, uh, this one specifically for, for Jeremiah, um, he was called to this, not mm -hmm. just like God suddenly decided, but like this is his life's calling. This is, this is the reason why he was born is kind of the way it uh, uh, kind of reads. Like this is your... This is your purpose. Uh, I knew you before you were born. I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Like all of that's in one sentence. So like before you were born. Ah, I see what you're saying. You were, you know, this, this was this, you're a prophet to the nations. That's, that's, I knew it. From the get -go. <laughs> you're stuck. All right. And, and incidentally, what you're, what the reason this sounds familiar, it's very similar to what happens in Isaiah. Okay. In terms of that description. Mm -hmm. um, one of the interesting things, though, is none of the prophets except Elijah and to a certain degree Moses. But you know, obviously Moses isn't just a prophet. He's also a leader. All the other prophets have a limited shelf life, including Jeremiah. Jeremiah mm. doesn't live out his entire life as a prophet. Hmm. So, yes, God had an intention for his life, the part that will be remembered in the Bible. But Jeremiah also lived an everyday life, both before and after he, God called him to start prophesizing to the nations. What did he do before and after? Is there I any... don't know if we know. We just know that there was a period of time where he prophesied and it was... It didn't end with his death, and it didn't start with his young life. Yeah, because he, he didn't start yelling, <laughs> yelling, yelling, yelling at, at Israel until he was an adult. Gotcha. His call, this call, says, "I am only a boy," 
but the you know by chapter two he's an adult. Mm. Um, it makes me wonder if that word boy is correct. Is it like adolescent, be... or if it's really more like I'm just you know I'm not fit for this. I'm 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 new to this. <laughs> yeah, I'm too immature. You know, I'm, I'm, right, I'm, right, I'm right. still playing video games. Uh, and I yeah, mean, hey, don't knock it. I, I'm still playing video games. <laughs> I'm 40. <laughs> That's why you're not a prophet. <laughs> Actually, this this passage tells me I better be careful. That's right. It's not a good, good enough excuse. Um, Look, God, I still I still play video games and laugh at fart jokes. I mean, come on, I, you can't. I, it can't be me. Well, the okay, I'm looking at the Hebrew word, and it's not. One of the ways it's often translated in English is a youth. Or a lad. Mm, <laughs> I, I am but a lad. lad. Um, Please, not, God. <laughs> not surprising. That's King James. Okay. Yeah, um, that makes sense. But it it can also just mean one who doesn't have standing. Very much mm. like what Moses talked about. That makes sense, too. Because especially uh, societally, a child yeah. does not have, does not ha- have the, you know, the, 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 right or the ability to really come forward and command anything right or or even to be listened to right um yeah it could have been those same word can be used for servant for instance so yeah someone without standing hmm. Hmm. um what uh what what's the uh the first thing that jeremiah then goes into i mean we kind of these are his credentials this is his uh yeah. his resume if if you will um does he like start right in and like uh uh wagging a finger and shaming people or is it like hey you know god brings his blessings by the way and wagging wagging <laughs> yeah chapter one mostly is they didn't perfect the compliment sandwich uh, <laughs> until later right you know, like you start off with something nice then your criticism yeah chapter one is the conversation with god mm-hmm. um yeah, I'm not worthy. I'm I'm too young to do this. Too yes, you are. Shut up. Yeah, get out there. <laughs> and so the fr- chapter two, and of course we added chapters and verse notations later. So mm-hmm. this one really makes sense for someone reading it originally. It's like, okay, God has stopped talking about that stuff. Mm-hmm. God's starting with something new. Let's put make it a new chapter. Um, and what God says is, go and proclaim in the hearing of Jerusalem. And then there's verses and verses and verses of how loving and providing God has been and how ungrateful the people have been in response. Feels right. Feels right. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to know that it's all changed. Uh... As a thief is shamed when caught, so the house of Israel shall be shamed. They, their kings, their officials, their priests, and their prophets. Trying to remember, at this point in time, uh, people would th- didn't thieves get like maimed? No, <laughs> when they were caught. <laughs> no, cut off the hand. <laughs> nope. No, no, okay. <laughs> um, and they they are already captive by Babylonia. Mm, mm. So people are saying, "Yeah, that happened. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, yeah that happened." <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> 
Well, actually, that that's a that, that that's interesting background information because if you're, if you're saying like a like a thief who's been caught, I mean, the initial um, reaction to that, if I were, you know, Jewish, I would be like, uh, not a thief, enslaved. Thank you very much. <laughs> now you say that <laughs> big difference here. No, my well, and that and. Part of what's being said here is the upper people mm. are called out. Oh, okay. It doesn't say the farmer, the butcher, the carpenter. It's the kings, their officials, their priests, their prophets. Ah, uh, I gotcha. The up-de-ups. Yeah. You, you done messed up. And look yeah. what you did to the, the whole nation. Right. I gotcha. Okay, so I'm I'm the Jewish person who's like, yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah, you thief, <laughs> you got caught, yeah. and now we're paying. Yeah, and that would refer to officials embezzling. Mm, okay, mm -hmm. that didn't happen. I'm sure that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, anything else uh, from this passage from Jeremiah? As always, keep reading. It's well, fascinating. Like a thief in the night, we shall move on. Um, <laughs> Psalm 71, verse 1 through 6. Real quick question before we get into it. Is that the whole psalm? Uh, just a sec. I'm flipping. Of course not. Of course not. Okay. Well, because oftentimes I, I think that yeah. we do read it goes, the whole psalm. There are 24 verses. Okay. Okay. So only a portion. Uh, psalm 71, verse 1 through 6. In you, O Lord, I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me and rescue me. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be to me a rock of refuge, a strong fortress to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. Rescue me, O my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of the unjust and cruel. For you, O Lord, are my hope, my trust, O Lord, from my youth. Upon you I have leaned from my birth. It was you who took me from my mother's womb. My praise is continually of you. Um. This one reads as a prayer more than it does, I think, a mm -hmm. song. Yeah. Um, uh, or a... No, it was sung. Okay, yeah. Um, well, I mean, you can sing anything. Um, <laughs> yes, so. and including Psalm 71. Right, right, including <laughs> Psalm 71. Um, what do we know about this psalm? Not much. In terms of history, what the portion we get for today is... Um, the introduction, basically. Mm. And the rest of it is a lament. Oh. So this is saying, you know, God, God, you're cool. However, I still have these complaints. Okay. Which is a dynamic modern Christians often forget is part of the spiritual journey. Right. How it, dare you? <laughs> How dare you have a second half to this psalm and and uh, uh, whine about your right whatever it is that you know <laughs> that you're unhappy with? Yeah. Like um, in verse twelve, or I'm sorry, thirteen. Let my accusers be put to shame and consumed. Let those who seek to hurt me be covered with scorn and and disgrace. Um, that this this is a person who is being persecuted. Mm -hmm. And presumably because they follow the one true God. Mm. Um, but we don't know who first wrote it. We don't know what the context was. But clearly people of faith have found it meaningful 
for well now we can say thousands of years yeah yeah um uh uh so we don't know we, we don't have any historical context of like a, about when it was written because it kind of seems like it could be uh, uh something written around the time of jeremiah uh of course i guess there's there's period of lamentations uh throughout yeah. <laughs> all of this human history so yeah um, it... <laughs> It's not like it would, but but it does seem like it, like it could have been partnered uh, with Jer Jeremiah for that reason. I mean, it could have, but going back, it could have been written by the enslaved in Egypt. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that that basically any time after the time of Abraham, the right. revelation of the one true God to the people. Um, yeah, this could this. Yeah, I, I, it's I guess, a constant condition. <laughs> I guess it could have been even uh, during the period of time when, uh, as we talked about just a second ago, the kings and, and were messing up before yeah. uh, the being conquered yeah. by Babylon and for hundreds of years. Before. So maybe this prayer was answered that way. Of like, yeah. Hey, you know, I'm really not happy with the. Oh, oh, they were getting punished. Oh, we're all getting punished. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. Well, but they're. I retract. Yeah. Can, is it too late to retract? Is it too late to say, never mind, it wasn't that bad? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, it was, yeah. That is, that is interesting, though, that, that uh, um, uh, it, it, we don't know the, the, the historical background uh, of it, which I, I, I'm assuming there's actually a fair amount of that. I know we say it a lot on this podcast, but like, we don't really know. And mm -hmm. um, that's wholly unsatisfying to me. <laughs> I like to know uh, uh, the background information for it, but yeah, and because the Book of Psalms was produced by so many different composers and mm -hmm. authors, um, and the work was not signed, so to speak, you right? Know, there's no little fine print like in a hymnal saying who wrote it and who did the music, but and so usually we know what we know about it is either because other documents have been found from ancient times saying, oh, yeah, this is was written by that group of priests or gotcha. whatever. Gotcha, yeah. Or there are specific things mentioned within the psalm that give it a historic window. of it, it, That had to happen between, this had to be written between these two dates because it refers to the existence of the first temple, mm. um, you mm -hmm. know, which was pretty long after David. Um yeah, on and on and on. Yeah, it, it, um, I guess that does make sense, especially if like the the, the full psalm is, uh, um, you know, thank you God, thank you so much for this. However, uh, I have lots of complaints, uh, and uh, really, it's my uh, uh, neighbor uh, Susan signed Jerry. <laughs> like, you know, like. You really wouldn't want that. you really wouldn't want that to be passed. Well, and one of the one of the cool things about um, this psalm is um, that in verse ten. So again, what we won't have this Sunday. Um, it says, for my enemies speak concerning me, and those who watch for my life consult together. They say, pursue and seize that person whom God has forsaken, for there is no one to deliver. Hmm. And so there's this very modern concern of 
God, if you love me so much, why is my life in the toilet? Yeah. And particularly, why are humans treating me so poorly? Hmm. You know, that that's just a common refrain in our everyday lives. And yeah. That's, I think that's one of the reasons why this psalm survives through the centuries. That makes it, some sense. That's relevant. Yeah. yeah. That makes some sense. And of course, we do also have this tie in on verse six to um, the early part of the Jeremiah reading yeah. too. Uh, um, uh, it was you who took me from my mother's womb. I'm upon you, I have leaned from my birth. Uh, same kind of a same kind of a, a, a concept of like, uh, hey, you knew me, uh, and I was yours before I was born. Remember back then, right? Where are you now? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and again, that's the beauty of the Psalms is that they're, for the most part, so honest. Yeah. Um, a lot of particularly modern Christians would not think of having, you know, sincerely praying this. Because well, again, we think it would yeah. offend God. Well, it's also, yeah, like maybe a lot easier when Jerry didn't sign it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, Jeremiah, you really can't get out of it, like. <laughs> but everybody attributed it to you. You're in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're you're the you're the main character to start it off. I mean, you know, there's no getting out of it. So whatever you say, careful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we mm-hmm. we all know it's you. <laughs> uh, but Jerry gets the right to whatever he wants uh, here anonymously and uh, completely slam me. Right. And, but also, uh, as you kind of you were you were pointing out, is is uh, some more of the more earnest and honest writings because uh, an anonymous author can be um, completely free of all those additional thoughts. That's true. You know, those concerns of like, what will people think if I write this? What will people, you know, how will people treat me if they know that I think this way or I feel this way? Within the tradition, that is such a common stance that actually people probably would not look down on that. Mm. It, I think it's more a matter of just time passing is the reason that it's anonymous. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, anything else about the psalm? I think that's pretty good. Well, let's move on to our gospel reading then. Uh, the gospel reading, uh, we're continuing in Luke. Sure are. Uh, chapter 4, verse 21 through 30. Then he began to say to them, Today the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Ah, oh, the callback uh, to, <laughs> yep. to, to last week. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They said, is this not Joseph's son? He said to them, doubtless you will quote me, quote to me this proverb, doctor, cure yourself. And you will say, do here also in your hometown the things that we have heard you did at Capernaum. And he said, truly, I tell you, no prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown. But the truth is, there were many widows in Israel in the time of Elijah when the heaven was shut up for three years and six months, and there was a severe famine all over all the land, yet Elijah was sent to none of them except to a widow at Zarephath in Sidon. There were also many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. When they heard this, all in the synagogue were filled with rage. They got up, drove him out of the town, and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built, so that they might hurl him off the cliff. But he passed through the midst of them and went on his way. Um, so what um, 
let's start off here at the beginning part of the story. Um, we, we Last week we had the mic drop of <laughs> today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Right. Uh, and they're all amazed and uh, uh, they they said, uh, is this an, is not this Joseph's son? So like surprised that it's coming from this source. Yeah. Uh, um, and then he speaks up kind of almost like unprompted. Right. <laughs> Doubtless you will quote me this proverb, doctor, cure yourself. Uh, what What's that? What's and they're that all right? kind of going, we would? <laughs> I got to tell you, Jesus, I didn't have that thought. I, <laughs> but now that you've said it. Now that you've said it, <laughs> doctor, cure yourself. What is this proverb? Uh, the, I mean, I, I'm assuming that it, it it's referring to uh, a physician. Uh, this is kind of like a, the, the, the plank in, in your own eye kind of, uh, kind of vibe uh, yeah. for, for a proverb. Uh, you go around curing others, but you don't take care of yourself. Is that... Um... Well, it was okay. First of all, it was a common saying, both um, within Jewish wisdom and Greek writings. So it was okay. in the air. It was you know one of the bumps, bumper stickers people would have put on the backs of their tunics or something. Um, but it it is kind of a yeah. Come back when you've learned a little more. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Uh, I got gotcha. you. And, and it does echo the Jeremiah piece of of Jesus still being a youth. Yes. Look, look here, boy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is it that he did in Capernaum? Because we the the, the way that the Epiphany uh, readings go this year, we do the wedding in Cana. Then we skip over to Luke. We don't really get the Capernaum story. What, what happens in Capernaum? Um, this is one of the odd things is, well, miracles. Okay. He, healing miracles. Does Luke document that? Uh, like... Luke documents it, but he doesn't do it until after this encounter. Interesting. Um, but it's possible he, Jesus did some miracles in Caper, Caper, Capernaum and then mm -hmm. went to Nazareth had this encounter, then went back to Capernaum and did okay. some more miracles that then Luke writes down. So, uh, yeah, so we don't know which miracles took place that the people in Nazareth took note of. Interesting. So narratively, uh, the, the audience doesn't really go along uh, with with that, uh, that, that uh, timeline either. Of like... Yeah, so what I kind of think of is... A, Putting oneself in, in the original audience, it's like, wait, he did miracles in Capernaum as well? What, what? And that, I think, puts us in the, the same sandals as the crowd who went, oh, I didn't know he did miracles in Capernaum. Well, that's not right. <laughs> you know, it, it's sort of the social media um, spreading the rumor thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... He kind of pro like creates the the argument for the crowd and addresses it. Uh, yeah, and then they're still angry, which is kind of well. He kind of <laughs> he 
really pours some gasoline on the fire. How, how so? Because I kind of, as, as I'm reading this, I, I, it, it kind of seems reasonable. Like the answer is like, look, you know, and a, a prophet can't like none of the prophets in the past before like solved every problem. Like you know, the, like it seems like it's a reasonable argument. Like, hey, wait, 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 before you get angry, that I've been doing that at, in in Capernaum and not here. Remember, I'm just one guy, and even Eli- Elijah and Elisha couldn't, you know, couldn't, uh, didn't, you know, solve all the widows' problems and heal all these people. Yeah, he's not being nearly is that he, nice. Is he not? Okay, so so walk me through that, then. yeah, uh, because it, it seems kind of a reasonable argument, and then people are angry, and it's like me as the modern reader is going, dude, you guys need to relax. <laughs> well, yeah, and that is often how we see it, uh, but what. We have to put the, the context put together here is that they have honored him by letting him read, inviting him uh-huh. to read and preach in the synagogue. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that's a huge honor, especially for a carpenter's son. Um, so for him to say, you know, no one truly, I tell you, no prophet is accepted in the prophet's own town. It's like, dude, come on. We just let you lead the service. Come on. Gotcha. Well, this isn't an honor. <laughs> Right. Okay. Okay. But part of what he's wants what part of what Jesus wants to talk about is God's reach and love being extended to the Gentiles. Mm. And he had said um, a few verses before during the worship service that today this is been fulfilled in your hearing referring to an Isaiah prophecy Mm -hmm. around the poor and oppressed and imprisoned all being looked out for by God, Mm -hmm. the least within Jewish society. And now he turns up the volume to 11 by putting the, the context of his ministry into the stories of Elijah and Elijah being active and most effective outside of the territory of the Jews. Mm. So not only is Jesus saying, we, you know, my, I have primarily come for the least among us. He's also saying, I've also come for the least among those beyond our borders. Mm, I gotcha. And so this ties back into the, Wait a minute! Shouldn't we be first? Okay, and th- th- why, this... why aren't you doing miracles here? Right, right. Uh, so, so essentially, the the the, the uh, short timeline here in the synagogue is uh, there are rumors about him. He comes, he quotes a prophecy passage, says that it's been fulfilled, and uh, some of the in the crowd are like, "I knew it, the Messiah." They're you know finally coming to establish our kingdom. The same, well, no, what, but like like. Finally, gonna gonna come and do stuff for us. Yes, and then he that's get, right. And then and and he is like, uh, and by the way, that's not the mission of the Messiah. Right. <laughs> In fact, you're already you're already you know yeah. you need less attention actually if you're yeah. if we're being honest. Yeah, because part of what Jesus says over and over, particularly in the Gospel of Luke, is you guys don't really need me because God loves you. God has already shown 
grace to you, continues to offer it. It's those people that are still sacrificing children and having temple prostitutes. Right. And you know, just these Which to totally fits, unethical religions in the surrounding countries. Fits a lot of the narrative of a, a ton of the parables then too. Like, well, yeah. You know, the, yeah. That, so, so that makes more sense that if the parables could, would also be, would be um, a commentary on like, yeah, uh, Messiah's not here for you. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, Israel, Jewish, Jewish folks were, I'm, I'm here to get the, you know, the rest of the world, talk, talk to the people that you're ignoring. <laughs> well, not just that. I don't know if the other, if they were ignoring them, but it was beyond their reach. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause you know, they, they were not the Roman empire. They couldn't publish a newspaper that would be read in any other country. They were mm. just one of many, many con conquered countries mm -hmm. and therefore their religious practices were trivial mm. to other countries who were much more powerful before being conquered by the Romans and therefore held in higher esteem. Right. And also were much less ethical and mm. less full of love for humanity and creation and etc. etc. Also Again, for Christians, it's hard sometimes to realize that Jesus really didn't feel like Jews needed to be saved. And yeah. that's that's a major thing that Jesus is saying here is you guys are fine. Keep worshiping in the synagogue. We'll all see each other in heaven. It's going to be good. It'll be okay. Is Maybe. that what he's saying? Because it, it, I mean, the the language about like, yeah, there's plenty of widows in, in Israel yeah. and it almost, it almost reads like, and so what? <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, I, I, okay, and, and and yes, it's lots under, of lepers, but under, <laughs> Elisha only cured you know one. So well, and I'm picturing you know some twenty two year old hothead saying, "Hey, my mom's a widow. Why aren't you going to take care of her?" It's like, no, that's your job. <laughs> I guess that's a that's a good point of like. Like uh, 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 pointing out that you know, in the time of Elijah, there's many widows. Where were you? Yeah, exactly. He took care of at least one, and there's thousands of you. Why couldn't you take care of the rest? Take care of the rest, um, and do that to this day. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Okay. Um. So yeah, then so then they uh, angry. They're gonna throw him off a cliff. Mm -hmm. Um. And I, I don't know if, if uh, this is just like classic, uh, um, I don't know, Benny Hill kind of, kind <laughs> yeah, of thing. It kind of like, is. What's yes. that over there? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Jesus just kind of like uh, um, tiptoes, <laughs> creeps past everybody. <laughs> well, part of... <laughs> yeah, and admittedly, this is a passage that... Any reader will go, say what? Um, and there are a couple dynamics to it. One is, um, I'll just be blunt. It probably didn't happen. Okay. okay. That, you know, it would have been murder. Yeah. Um, and. I, don't know, as, they, I mean, they, they, they still stoned people. So, I no, mean. No, they didn't. They, they didn't? No, not by this time. 
Because isn't there like a stoning scene in one of the Gospels? Like uh, they don't actually that... do it. Well, yeah, but the implication is that they w- might have. <laughs> that they wanted to. Yeah. But one of the key dynamics is they don't have the authority to. Oh, use they would get they would get in serious trouble by the Romans. Uh, uh, exercising such authority. I yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, it's beyond their power level. Yeah. Mm. And so one of the th- one of the dynamics that very easily could have happened, and I think it's pretty likely, is you know, they're yeah, we're gonna throw them off this cliff. <laughs> what are we doing? Wait a minute. Right. Do we really want to get you know, are you willing to be slayed by a Roman for doing this? I'm not wanting to be slayed. <laughs> you know, what he said really wasn't that bad. Okay. Right, right. Well, I, I, I've let go of him. I don't know where he's going. <laughs> <laughs> or is this more or is this more also like uh the 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 uh the the preemptive threat, parental threat? Yes. Take, take him to the cliff and be like, now you're lucky, mister. <laughs> I'm going to let you go with a warning. You're, you're lucky there's a satyrian over there. Right, right, Otherwise, right. you would have been tossed. But this is what you deserve. Yeah. And now get out of here and, and think about what you right. said. <laughs> That's another possibility. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you're lucky the Romans are here. Or all <laughs> <why> I, I, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of these things where you know, nowhere in Josephus or the other historians from the time are there records of Jewish people being allowed to execute folks? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what? And there, there are many records of, or descriptions of Jewish folks arguing and and talking and um, laying fines on people for bad religious practices mm. or excluding them, but not actually killing anyone. And you know. And even the the whipping part, it's that could only be done with the Romans, you know, wink and a nod. Mm, gotcha. Because uh, the Romans <clears throat> held very tightly onto all forms of power, hmm. particularly if they were violent. Hmm. Um. What else? Anything um, else? There is a, a cliff in modern um, Nazareth that is said to be the cliff that Jesus was going to be tossed off of. One of the interesting things is it's not very high. <laughs> I mean, that, that we, do, we do it with air quotes, the cliff. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. a basketball rims worth. Uh... Oh, it's, it's higher than that. Oh, okay. But it's, it's more of a slope. <laughs> okay. So it's like, you're going to really skin your knees in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to push you down this hill. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been, we're going to push you down this hill. You're going to roll a bit, and you're going to be so dirty. <laughs> uh, so. Way to they, take the bite out of it, by yeah. the way. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, the way it's translated, the new you revised. Could, yeah, you could scuff your palms and <laughs> anything. You won't be able to. Sprain a wrist, even. You won't be able to put your hands in salt water for a couple days, right? Without going ow, because <laughs> the the yeah it it uses two phrases, and uh, this is verse twenty nine. Led him to the brow of the hill, um, so that they might hurl him off the cliff. Mm. It really was more of a brow of a hill gotcha. than 
you know, Grand Canyon cliff, that that's just not the, how the geological landscape is hmm. in that part of the Holy Land. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah, the, the, the imagery of uh, the cliff is like, you know, something on the coast and, the, yeah. you, know, you know, 120 feet up and the, the waves are crashing. And yeah, they're <laughs> hang gliders. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and, and we're, so, we're going to push you down this sloped hill as the gentle breeze <laughs> blows when, the wind in your hair. It, it's it's a hillside that when I was a kid we would have gone down on a on, uh, a, on like a sled. Like, I was going to say on a piece of cardboard, being okay, California. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Slide down the dirt. Um, so certainly, if they flung him, it, it could have caused some injury. But yeah, it's not the death-defying experience that. Um, for hundreds Done. of years, admittedly. Rend Christians your body asunder on the rocks below. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Um, yeah. So that's mm. one of the things to keep in mind is that even the cliff was um, not. <laughs> really makes it really makes them all seem so puny. And yeah. We, I, and we I think, break it down. And Hey, <laughs> <laughs> this guy's being mean to us. <laughs> We've got this really steep driveway. You're going to have to run down and you're going to trip. I don't like it at all. I don't like your tone, mister. (laughs) And I think that's very much in line with how Luke communicates things. Hmm. Where the people are full of self-importance. We're going to fling them off the cliff. Uh, We don't have one. (laughs) And, you know, and... I you think be I'll... careful. We'll censure you, mister. Yeah. <laughs> Give us your milk money now. Oh, well, okay. Give us your pencil. <laughs> I'm taking this. Yeah. Um, I'm going to break your crayon. And I think I think there's a good possibility that readers in the time of Luke would have been going, <laughs> those guys in Nazareth, they didn't have <laughs> <laughs> they they thought they were going to really do something and they, it was just beyond them which of course is one of the major lessons here is mm. that they could not Jesus was not going to die until it was time yeah until it was time for the death and resurrection yeah oh those folks of Nazareth yeah oh, you know. getting what ahead a, of themselves what a, what a bunch of sheep herders <laughs> <laughs> no actually it was a town of craftsmen craftsmen okay yeah Right. Yeah, Bethlehem was the sheep herders. Okay, okay, okay. So a bunch of blockheads. <laughs> stone, ah, yeah, stone very good. Wood. <laughs> wood but and stone. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Very good. Uh, well, then, um, uh, I think that will be it. We'll call to a close this year podcast for January thirtieth, the fourth Sunday after the Epiphany. May your sermon uh, uh, likely. Uh, uh, lead you to the doom and peril of the the slight slope off the side of our uh, of our of our lot. I was going to say it's kind of like the rolling hills of Indiana. You know, there's there's got to be a cliff here somewhere. <laughs> uh, Keep looking. Yeah, yeah. I encourage you to challenge us as as a, as, as a group of people. Let's see if uh, we we can you can incite us uh, the way that uh, Jesus does um in in the reading but uh, uh again uh look forward to worshiping with everybody uh either eight uh, o'clock or ten in person ten o'clock being uh broadcast also online uh and and um 
commuting as well for our uh, annual meeting. Uh, uh, yeah. Looking forward to seeing uh, some folks that I haven't seen in a little while and uh, um, uh, hearing the true state of uh, of the church uh, uh, <laughs> in this our third year of the pandemic. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, so yeah, but uh, with, with that, uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you. And until next week, I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.